Hey, thank you for joining me again on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. My name is Tim Price, and I lead worship at our church and also serve in Harvest Ministry with Harvest Worship Band. And before we jump into these seven ideas for energetically leading in a small group setting, I just want to share a couple invitations with you. One, to invite you to join our Facebook group, Worship Leaders Network, and um, you can find that on our, our Worship Leader Toolbox Facebook page or just search it. And also a couple other um, things relating to this newish podcast we have going. One is that if you have any thoughts or questions, we would love to have you lead us, leave us a voicemail. There's a link in the, um, in the show notes there. And we would also invite you, if you would be interested, to help support this podcast. And you can do that as well through the, the same link. This post was written several months back now. But looking back on it, I realized that there are some truths to this just because of the nature of virtual ministry, either recording in a setting where nobody is there or live streaming a service in a setting where no one is there based on this pandemic we're all living through and churches being closed down around the state and around the nation. And so I know that small is relative to a church of a thousand. A group of 75 to 100 is a small uh, event to a to a church of 50 or a rural congregation, 150 is a, a huge event. And so um, I know it's all based on um, a relative size of, of what you're used to in your congregation and in your church and in your community. And so uh, this post was really written about the ideas for a guitar player, a keyboard player, and a vocal team to lead music with a, a group that um, is is there gathered together using a sound system, but it's kind of a small space, a small room, a small setting. And, um, and so some of this might apply. And I thought I would just share a few of these. And um, especially as we move out of this, um, out of these phases that are sort of set up and into the possibility of worship with 50 or less for a few months. So the first idea for energetically leading worship is to lower the keys a little bit. And I don't know if it's just me and my voice or if it's really that uh, most common worship songs are really just in a key slightly too high for a, an average church to really sing. If you're in a stadium with you know 10,000 people or if you're in a huge congregation sanctuary auditorium space with you know, 1,500 people, there is some energy that goes up that allows people to carry a, a, um, a higher key just in general. Uh, people that really sing can belt it out. Usually to sing higher, you have to sing louder. But in most local church worship settings, taking the key down a notch or two can really be helpful to engage people. And um, in a smaller setting, people just aren't usually going to be willing to belt it out in such a way. And so um, singing high is not that friendly for a small group. Another aspect is that um, often not all the time, but a big percentage of, of what we're talking about here is Sunday morning. And Sunday morning is also difficult to sing high or on keys. It's better if it's just a little bit lower. And so there's a lot of variables to this. You can play around with it a little bit and typically figure out just based on the the artist or the the group or the church that's putting out music or the singer who's doing it, kind of where you fall with them. And a lot of times I can just kind of know that I can lower it down about uh, three half steps and, and it'll be perfect. The other option is to um, just pull in someone else to help lead a song that seems like it's too high. And in that way, you're able to accomplish it, but um, 
still be thinking about the congregation more than your range. And so uh, to be energetic with a small group, you may have to lower the key a little bit. You can sit a little closer. Don't spread out too far. And now this, um, as far as the uh, social distancing, doesn't quite do it. And that may be a hurdle we're going to have to overcome once we're into uh, meeting together in person with some faction of the church. But people usually sing louder when they are uh, sitting a little closer, when they can hear other people sing. And so, um, you know, if you have chairs set up and, and you're able to move your chairs in your space at all, one, that's going to be great because you can separate people out and sit in little clusters or families or units or however you want to do that. But the worst thing you can do in a small congregation is have a whole bunch of seating that's empty. And so if you have the benefit of movable chairs, set up just about the right amount of what you think you're going to need. And um, if you don't, then maybe creatively using some curtain or rope or something like that. There are benefits to uh, the proximity of the, the group, feeling like every chair is, is full, every you know, seat, the, the people are there, and, and that they're energetic in the fact that it's not a big empty room with a handful of people down front. The third idea for leading energetically is not to talk too much. I have found over the years that when a congregation is smaller, that people leading from the stage feel the need to speak a little more. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, I don't know if it's just to encourage more singing or to, uh, it feels a little more like a living room setting or like a home kind of group. But, um, you know, you do your best to say the things that are needed, interject the phrases and words that, you know, let people know, hey, I want you to sing with me and let's join together and you're doing great and that kind of stuff. And maybe one of the songs can be introduced with scripture or uh, a reason behind singing it or something like that. But especially stay away from certain phrases that always seem to creep up, usually because the leader feels like it's empty or small. And um, from the congregation's perspective, a lot of times it feels pretty nice and full and good and you're looking up and you're not really thinking about who else is there. But the worship leader or the band member pastor looking out feels like it's more empty than it really is. And so stay away from phrases like we're small but mighty tonight or the crowd is thin, but it is a holiday weekend. Um, instead of saying things like that, that make people that are there feel bad for even coming, say things like nights like these are great opportunities to praise the Lord. Let's stand and sing or let's clap together as we worship. Or this is a new song we're going to be learning in the next couple of weeks and we're going to preview it tonight or something like that. And so, um, don't talk too much. That's one way to keep the music rolling and keep it energetic. A fourth idea is to sing familiar songs. When the congregation is a little bit smaller, in order to have energy and to include everybody in, then um, have a good percentage of familiar songs in your lineup. And um, what that's going to mean is that it's going to allow people to know it and be comfortable with it and be able to jump in and be a part of, of the worship. That doesn't mean to leave out new songs. They got to be strategically placed, but uh, people really want to kind of know what's going on. The, the worship team and the worship leader hears the songs and gets sick of the songs way faster than the congregation. It's like 11 to one. Like the worship leader hears the song 11 times to the one time the congregation hears it. After you practice and rehearse and listen for new music and then do a, a rehearsal and run through it a couple times, then show up on Sunday and do a sound check and then do a couple services. And by the time it's all said and done, you've sung it, you know, three different Sundays. You feel like you've sung it a lot and the church is just now catching on. 
So sing familiar songs and that'll add some energy to your group. Be relationally available. That's the fifth idea for energetic worship leading. That is a huge part of, um, of uh, just helping people feel connected. So um, one way to add energy when you're in a smaller group is to be around before and after. It's really the offstage interaction that helps carry uh, worship in smaller settings. And um, one, of the, one of the best aspects of being in a smaller setting is the fact that you know who's up there. You've had a chance to say hello. You've talked a little bit. You know their name. And there's something intimate and awesome about that. A couple more ideas here. One is you don't need an instrumentation overload to bring about energy. Allow the congregation to hear themselves singing. Too often we think that the energy is going to come from a, a huge, loud, volumed, full-blown band. And in reality, um, there might even be a need to you know, play energetically and quiet. And sometimes that's an oxymoron. But there's really not a one-size-fits-all approach to this. It can vary each week. But, you know, percussion in a smaller setting might be better than a huge drum set or uh, acoustic guitar or acoustic piano might be better than having a whole bunch of instrumentation. And the goal of the band is really to accompany the church, help them to sing and to worship. We are assistants, so we don't need to overload the worship team. Then the last idea for this idea of um, energetically leading in a small environment is that we need to act twice our size. Now, this is maybe doesn't apply so much to the pandemic season here, but really it's for any church that's trying to grow their ministry and grow their church. We don't want to assume that this is the largest it's ever going to be. One of the best tools for thinking about how to grow and engage and, and continue moving forward is to begin acting twice your size, to build in systems that allow you to, to know you're scalable. If you have 150 people on a regular basis, build systems and, and respond and act and, and do things that are going to be more like a church of 300. And when that happens, you are poised for growth. So the seven ideas for energetically leading worship in a small setting, lower the keys, get people uh, together and not in a huge empty room, stay away from the temptation to talk too much, sing familiar songs, be relationally available before and after, don't overload the instrumentation of your group and act twice your size. Thank you again for joining us on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. If you would, we invite you to rate this podcast and share it with others who serve in worship ministry. And we'd also like to invite you to join us on the Worship Leader Toolbox Facebook page and uh, worship ministry group for community and connection. I want to thank you for your faithful ministry right where you are with what you have and who you have to work with. You're making a difference in the kingdom.